You are now jumping into the trenches with the Toulons, Thule and Ralph, where we pull back the curtain on what marriage and relationships are really about. So let's start the show. Hey, Trench Mob, Ralph here. Before we get into today's episode, I wanted to remind you that the only way that you can help us do the work and get these stories out is if you share us. Let people know what you love or what changes you would like to see by leaving a review. Then tell a friend or two. Check us out on all podcast platforms. Also, you can follow us on Facebook. That's In the Trenches with the Toulons. Instagram, In the Trenches Podcast. And then Twitter, Trenches Podcast. Now that we have that out of the way, today's guest is our good friend, Kenyana Yates. So a little bit about her. Kenyana Yates grew up around the world in a military family, but hails Virginia as her home. As an engineering graduate of Virginia State University, she currently serves as a supply chain leader of one of the nation's leading e-commerce companies. Kenyana continued her studies in theology through the Downline Ministries Institute, an intensive training program committed to equipping men and women from all backgrounds in biblical discipline making. In 2014, she helped create Strength Teen Ministries, serving youth from Mississippi to Tennessee, she was later ordained and served as an associate minister by God Community Fellowship. She has been recognized for her work in diversity career in engineering and who's who. However, her most notable accomplishment is raising two daughters, Kendall and Raya, with her husband, Dimitri. Above all, Kenyana uses her life as a witness for God through serving the community and loving others by walking the path Christ has prepared. Now, let's go ahead and jump into the trenches. So we have Kenyana here with us and we are so happy to have her. So before we start, I just want to, again, I have to say this again. You sound so good in this microphone right now, babe. Well, you know. Uh, hey, <laughs> we found that setting. Okay. This, the new studio down. is coming through. <laughs> so yeah, we brought our friend Kenyana into the trenches tonight. Yes. And, that, that. and I am so happy for her to be here. Yes, you're going to drop some scriptures on us. Yes, yes. Um, we don't hear the word a few times, I'm sure, but I'm excited for it because oh, I need the word. <laughs> <laughs> I always need Jesus. Yes, you do. You do. You do always need Jesus. Jesus needs me. So let's just go ahead and get into it. So Kenyana is married, as stated before, and we're going to go all the way to the beginning. Of what marriage? The first one. Okay, yeah, because this Back is the second marriage. Yes. So, how did we get here? We uh, met this guy in middle school. No. <laughs> no. No, Lord. <laughs> how did I get there to a first marriage? I was living my best life in Charlotte. Oh. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm surprised we didn't cross paths. But, yeah. um, and I was climbing the ladder really, really quickly. And at the point where I was getting ready to leave a specific job, and go into plant leadership at 20 some odd years old. Mm-hmm. I don't know why they wanted me to do that. But um, I did meet a gentleman um, and it happened to be someone that I did not think that I would ever date. Oh. Uh, <laughs> uh, we were very, very opposite in a lot of ways. Uh, our beliefs, um, everything. And for some reason, I thought that he was very family oriented. So I think what sold me in the very beginning is that he had a strong family dynamic. There was a lot of love. It was a big family like my family, um, but that wasn't necessarily him. There was a lot of layers under the surface. So it was probably about 28 or so years old. 
And right before I was getting ready to transition out of that job, that's when I met my first ex. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what my children's father. Let's put it uh, that way. Goodness gracious. Um, I don't know how we got there. Like literally, it's kind of a blur for me because there were differences in how we approached everything from our backgrounds to, you know, the types of food that we ate to everything. And it just, it, it didn't make sense. And for a lot of people on the outside of me, they asked that question, like, what's, a, what attracts you to him? Like what's making, why would you want to be with him? Because everybody had this image of the type of person that I would marry. Um, and for me, I was just like, I just need a hardworking person. I just want a hardworking man. And I thought that's what I had. And he clearly wasn't. Mm. Mm, crickets. <laughs> um, how do we go? He was not. He Was so, he at first? In the very beginning, yes. So what I will say is in the very beginning, he was um, like, wouldn't miss a day of work. Oh, and that's another thing. So we happened to work for the same company and that was a big no-no. But just not in the same. And we were not okay. in the same areas or anything like that. Um, and his work, work ethic like spoke for him, like walking around the site we, you would hear from other people like that's who you want in your area because he is going to get the job done. Okay. Um, and so media, me dating people that I worked with, that was completely off the table. Um, and so he said, so in order to date you, I would have to leave this job. And for me, I think that's what caught me is that he would be willing to make a sacrifice. He was invested. He was invested. So he went to go see about going into the military mm -hmm. and literally the next day left the job after we had that conversation. Wow. So I was like, Oh, he ain't playing. Oh, he not playing around. Okay. So he was like, yeah, I want to meet your family. I want to do all these other things. Now, mind you, this is him out of the job, pursuing the military, all these other things. And so I was like, okay, this guy really wants to be with me. Yeah. Um, and so he met my family. We dated for, I don't know how long. I can't even make up anything. But we dated for a while. And then... Um, at that point, I was like, okay, met his family. Didn't seem like there was anybody that had any kukuluku or anything like that going on. That was crazy. Mm -hmm. And so he proposed and he actually proposed in a very, very big way at one of the um, Charlotte Hornets games. Or oh, something okay. Like that. Yeah, yeah. It was on the promo for like a year. Oh, wow. Something along those lines. Oh, wow. Um, and so like during the dating phase, he was just a good person. But my father has this analogy that an individual can only keep their shoulders up for so long. Right. And he was the type of person that I will give you a persona or a facade. But once I get comfortable, I'm going to let that down. I never saw that. Not throughout dating at all. Like I asked the questions. Our second date was, OK, so what is it about your family dynamic that I don't know about? And he looked at me like... <laughs> I thought we were just going to eat shrimp. <laughs> Not today. <laughs> Where did that question come from? You asked the right question. <laughs> right? But he, I should have paid more attention to some of the context clues. He was like, my family wasn't perfect. I grew up in a blended household. You know, my mom raised me. My grandma raised me. My dad wasn't really around. We don't get along. Flag, like, flag. We have yeah. relationships. So I was like, oh, okay, you're honest. You're honest about yeah. your experience. So we're good there. Fast forward get engaged. I get this job as a plant leader. That meant that he would have to be without employment. I had never been with a man that had been without employment. I didn't know what that meant. So literally like no lie, we touched down 
engaged now. Right. We're getting ready to get married. There was no, you know, you're not going to be living with me, none of that type of stuff. But we had to find a, an apartment when we moved to St. Louis. And so he came out to St. Louis. Um, the night that he came out, he didn't come back into the house until 2 a.m. Why? I'm not lying. Flight landed, got to St. Louis. Gone. Met a neighbor downstairs and went out with them until 2 a.m. Why wasn't that a red flag enough for me to call the wedding off? I don't know. <laughs> I mean... I don't know if I would have did that either. Yeah, that's, but I, 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 like night one. Hey, I'm ballsy, but that's like another level of balls. Like, I'm good. She going to be okay. How old were y'all again? So I was 29. So that meant he was three years younger. That's oh. why. Okay. Okay. Damn. So, um, some, ain't nobody, see, y'all knew that, that, I, that didn't click either. That, oh man, that, that, Mm-hmm. I did that. I'm, then, like, I'm like, damn, he done. Because I'm thinking hard worker. This is somebody that is going to do the job. So either way, um, he comes in at, at 2 a.m. I wait until he wakes up, is coherent, and rip a new soul. Yeah, that's me. Yeah. Uh-huh. A new, like, don't you, you can get back on the plane and go back to North Carolina if this is what you think this is. Like, I don't have to get married. And that was not a thing for me. So let me put that out there. Like, getting married was not a... It had to be it. Like it just like that yeah. was not a destination for me in life. It was like if it comes, it it'll does, come. Yeah. But if I'm the 40 years old getting married, I'm fine with that. Because my career, I was like this it right here. Running. Yeah. Right. Fast. I'm not fast. And you can catch me if you can. Uh gingerbread man. <laughs> um so come he, he waits, he he cries. This is another thing I should have known. So we're having the conversation. Never seen this man cry the whole time we're dating. Starts bawling. I apologize. I never meant to hurt Not you. Not the regular cry, but he is this like. This is a snot was, infused. And I'm sitting on the bed like. Because see, then that makes me think, what what else were you doing? Because usually you don't cry hard like that you, unless you really did something. And like, oh gosh, she about to find out. She getting ready to know a little bit. So I think for him, he knew in that moment that I am not, I don't need this not that there is not love there there is not affection there but at any moment this, like, this, yeah. this, this is not my identity a right. relationship is not my identity yeah and so for him i think he felt like he had given up a lot and losing me and moving away from family also for the first time ever in life being away oh, jesus hindsight is 2020 what? um you had all the red flags i had, I had mean, a big ass red when flag. i tell you it was like dee, dee, <laughs> and i was just like where's that light well, coming from <laughs> He's a hard worker. Like I just kept coming back to the beginning and somebody should have like hit me in the face or something like that. So, um, after that we did go ahead, got married, moved back to St. Louis. He was able to find a job with another company and everything seemed to be coming together. Now, another thing for him is that he wanted to finish his degree. So smart as a whip. Okay. Insanely smart but just didn't apply it. Okay. And so went into school and like, didn't do what he was supposed to do there either way. Mm. So I was like, Hey, I'll support your dream. I'll go ahead and make sure that we work through this together as husband and wife. And we sat in the car. I will never forget in the name of Jesus. Um, it was two things when I knew it wasn't going to work. Um, we sat in the car and he said, I have been following you. It is now your turn to take care of me. Wait, what? No. So no. what? So what now? I said, "Excuse no, me." That's not right. I said, um, and there was some cues from his his life growing up that made him feel that this is how it's supposed to be. He was entitled to that, but 
that example was really shut down. So I was like, uh, again, I had an out of body moment. Like you didn't have to, right. I ain't nobody make you. Um, and then the, the first cue. So I skipped that part. Mm-hmm. The honeymoon. Um, Wait, so that was, this is after the marriage. This is after the marriage. Okay. Okay. Go ahead. So I'm all over the place. It's okay. Excuse okay. me, listeners. Um, so the first cue was when he, when we were sitting on the couch, getting ready to leave from the honeymoon. Everything in my spirit rose up in me and said, this is not going to work. Oh, wow. But what, but, you, but, but what are you supposed you? So this was another moment. We went to some type of after hours thing. It was a whole lot of lights. Everybody in there jumping and dancing. So it was, it was on, like the resort a rain, or... on the resort. Oh, okay. Right. And there was a young woman that was there, probably about my age. And I could tell that she was looking at him. I couldn't tell that he was not looking. trying to make eye contact and look at her. So I was like, <laughs> one minute. What are we doing? And so he was like, well, so I said, hey, let's just retire for the evening. Um, and I never forget. He was like, well, I'm gonna go back downstairs and party with everybody. I said, no, you, you know, none of these people on this resort. And like, it's our honeymoon. And it's our honeymoon. Like, what do you mean? It's buns in the room. Like, and not at all. None of that. Um, right. Again, like what, now? what I'm telling you, because I'm like confused with what she just said. I was like, well, you mean none of that? Like not the whole time on the honeymoon? Not the whole. No, I wouldn't say that. It oh, just that. Honeymoon. Just that day. Yeah, that day. Okay. So either way, it was where it he was going to go downstairs. And I said, I don't think that's how this is supposed to go. Right. And so either way, fast forward, push past that, because I was like, this is just a difficult moment. So did he go? Right. He didn't go downstairs. Okay. okay so um. But what I will say is by the end of it, I knew, and this, this is when like the whole hearing God speak back to me, I was like, you sure this not going to work? He was like, like, no, like it was like dead silent. <laughs> and so, mm. and I never forget filming him on my camera. You know, everybody had to flip phones at this point. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I went around and I filmed him and I was like, I saw him in a different light. It was almost oh. scary for me. And I was like, uh oh. But you know, I'm tenacious. There's no giving up. There is a, you will work through this because this is for better or worse. To fight what God said. To death do you part. So you just going to ignore the voice of the Lord. Okay. 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 Um, Here we go. Sounds like me. (laughs) Here we go. Roller coaster. There we go. (laughs) And so you fast forward through all of those context clues, um, fast forwarding through a lot of um, different uh, women uh, that should not have had a place in our marriage him not really being him leaving home for the first time. It was culture shock as well. And so there were, there was an exposure level that was like freshman year of college all over. Yeah, again for those I was that just thinking that. It was like, Oh my God. So there's a whole plethora of this that can happen. And I would confront things. It wasn't that I was like this meek. Oh, okay. It'll be all right. It was like, it was real, real deal confrontation. Um, and then I think at the point where children were brought into the picture, Ecclesiastes talks about like three, a three chord strand is not easily broken. Um, we were not bonded. There was no, our strands were not braided and bonded together. Wow. We were strained. It was shredded piece of string. <laughs> there was nothing to braid Jesus. And we was in there using super, super glue, glue trying to put it together. and masking tape. You know, masking tape don't hold anything. And it just kept coming and loose. And it just kept coming loose. And it was like every definition of unequally yoked. And I know a lot of people say that that's like old school, but it really was where it was just like, okay, you should have recognized long time ago that this is not something that was meant to be matched. But inserting, trying to make it work, not trying to give up in the first year, Wanting to do your part, 
with to, it. To Very, say you, to say you tried, to, to say, say I, you I tried, gave it my all, to say that you you will believe in your heart of hearts, but you already heard the message. So, <laughs> <laughs> so there were along that journey, uh, two children did come along, and I know y'all like how in the world, but mm-hmm. it's just again when you see somebody in the very beginning, you want to believe in that potential, but also you have to understand is that potential or is that fraud is that fraud that you're looking at and what i was looking at was you can't hold your shoulders up forever and at the point where we got married he let his shoulders down and that's he let his shoulders down he let his hair down he i (laughs) mean i got my sugar mama clearly he let his pants down that was that was another piece Mm -hmm. um a lot of feedback around well i think he was kind of looking for a sugar mama a way out this was was an escape i mean look about think about how it (laughs) that transpired (laughs) He quit his job immediately. Yeah. Moved with you because he knows that you're on the path to success. The the top. I mean, you're at yeah. the top of the ladder. We know that. Mm-hmm. He knows that. I'm going to quit my job because she's going to be able to take care of me and anything else we decide to bring into this world. And didn't even. I mean, it was. He's the epitome of a gold digger. It was. <laughs> <laughs> and it was. I don't know if you actually did it on purpose or if it was subconscious. Like, right. I finally got my meal ticket. I'm good. Right. And it showed immediately and so his grandmother um beautiful woman god rest her soul she said at the point where we had our first child she said and we'll leave names out of it but he's not ready Mm. like literally was Mm -hmm. like he shouldn't have no baby and he should not Not have a wife and this is someone that at the point memory was going away but she She knew that to come back into her coherence (laughs) saw it and then went Right back to doing what she was doing. I was like, That's and, God. and God was, was like, like How Jesus. many more signs do you need? <laughs> that I just was need God. one more baby, Jesus, and then I can go. Oh <laughs> my God. That was God all the way. He was oh, like, Hey, go. Goodbye. And one. I even said, I was like, God, I need a literal sign. You know how I am. I don't give up. Like, okay, I'm well, not then a- let me jump in her body and tell you. And then he's like, Okay, I need one more sign, Jesus. Well, look, it's more. like she went Helen Keller. Like, she couldn't see it. She couldn't hear, hear it. it. I'm like, Yo. Feel it. All right. Like, what? I don't know. I just, I just, I just need one more sign. But we do that though. I just need one more sign, Jesus. Yeah. Because I don't know if that sign was a sign. And I didn't want failure. That was another thing for me as well is I had succeeded at so many different things from a checklist perspective in life. And I read this book, I think cracking the corporate code um, or it was either another one. So for those that have read it, don't, you know, come for me if it was the wrong book, (laughs) but essentially it was saying like one of the authors in the book said that there was a checklist that she had in her mind. Yeah. I attain these things. So these are the things that are success. Marriage wasn't on that checklist for me. I had great examples. Like you got my parents, Nene and Rob, shout out to them coming up on 40 years. So it was like, I saw like, they used to call call us like the Cosby family. So for me, I was like, I saw the example of being able to work through difficult situations, you know, being able to come together, oneness, love, you know, all types of stuff. Right. And so for me, I saw the blueprint, but what I was trying to do is I was trying to look at someone and create a Superman type situation out of what I saw, like the potential I saw in that person. Oh, so he's a hard worker. My dad was a hard worker, so he's got to be a really good person. And so I'm taking all of these little sprinkles of attributes and trying to make it something whole. You were trying to build a a man. And I was, and and you you made a project. That's not what you didn't. It wasn't a man that you brought in. It was a it was a DIY. It was a deconstructed. When it should have been a demolished. <laughs> demolished. 
demolish, <laughs> right? Somebody tear it down really quickly. Uh, and so it was just, we were on very different pages. The blessing is the two children that came out of it because it brought about an understanding for me that what type of example do you want them to grow up in? Good job. And so for me, even though I was like, divorce is a no, never. <laughs> like, um, <laughs> For me, I was just like, I want them to understand what health looks like. And if health means it's just a single mother household, yeah. then that's where we resolve. Yes. And so that's where I came to. Divorce went through all these other things. And I was like, I'm not getting married for the next 10 years. And alas. <laughs> Mercy God. She Mercy said 10 God. years. I when I get to nine and a half, I will think about that. Hello. <laughs> I was with her though. Like same. I was 50, like marriage. I'm maybe. good. I got a kid. You know, maybe I'll get a boy one day. If not. I'm good. I'm and God was like, hello, I've arrived again. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So then we get through that. We divorce. Oh. I have a question. What oh, was sorry. like the, I guess the straw that broke the camel's back for you to make you be like, all right, I'm done. Mm, interestingly enough, um, there was a, I had a conversation with an older woman that I saw as kind of like a mentor for me. And she said, you'll know when it's done. You know, when you, it's over for you. And so the straw that broke the camel's back was one morning at 2 a.m., the entire house was awakened, including a, a one-year-old. At, at two, you did you just so I got woke up. The, baby got woke up. The other baby got woke, they 18 months apart. So it was, it was like, and I'm up. And it's where he tried to declare dominance that I am the head of this household. And you don't have to say those things to right. do those yeah. things, right? right. And it again, and if they could see our facial expressions right now, y'all yes. would understand. Like it was where that was my face, like all confusion. Like where did this come from? Why do you feel like you have to declare dominance? I'm the man of this household, and I and I'm trying to de-escalate. So for me, I felt like I saw a really like not so sane moment, and I'm trying to you know make it normal for the kids. Right. So you got a one and a three year old looking at you like, what's, what's happening? So, so they're smiling. They got big smiles on their face. So I don't want to make them nervous. Right. right. So I'm like, Hey, how about we all just go back to bed and we can talk about this tomorrow. And he was right. like, no, I'm the man of this house. We're going to do like, da, da, do da, da, what da, I da, say. we're going to do what I say. I'm gonna tell y'all what happened. So this is, <laughs> this is a two moves later. So at this point I moved on to another company. Um, I had moved to Mississippi, somewhere that I said I would never live. Right. Um, so there's a whole lot into that story. But needless to say, when we got to that point, we had just moved in the house in Mississippi. I knew that he was not going to be there long. Okay. And so after that episode of waking everybody up, I called my parents and I called my aunts and I told them, I said, I am done. So after having the conversation a week prior, with right. this, this, you this know, moment, mentor, would come, yeah. I was like, I didn't know that moment was going to come really quickly, but I knew that I didn't want them to be in that type of situation where they felt like that you have to live under some type of rule and reign of dominance. I got in the car. I checked them out of daycare early mm -hmm. that day. I called my manager at the time. I said, I am going through a lot. And the beauty in what God is, is my manager said, I've been where you've been. Take care of your house. Come back to work when you're ready. Amen. Hello. I know. Mm. Hello. I was like, okay, so this is awesome. I drove down the road. My aunt said, bring the babies to me, whatever you need. Let's figure it out. Mm -hmm. I called his mother. I said, I, I love you. I need you to know that we've just had not a not so sane situation. 
she said, I'm getting on the road. So she was coming on the road to run interference. Like, yo, what you, what's wrong, yeah, with, you? What's wrong with you? Like, you don't do, I didn't raise you like this. Right. And so she came in, swooped in and talked to him. I told my parents, I said, I will never, if I don't have anything to my name, I will not go back in a house that feels, it, it felt constrained and abusive. And it was just like, it had gotten really extreme. So I've let, left a lot out, but it yeah, got to yeah. the point for me that I, I didn't want them to see that. And so I, we didn't have anything. Like my parents got in the car that day and drove from Virginia all the way to um, Alabama where yeah. their family and is guess from. What? It was fine too. And we were fine. Mm-hmm. And so that began the process of me going into being a single mother. And it was just like, it, to tell the story now, I'm recalling things that I don't didn't even recall, you know? <laughs> and it's like, how do you come through that? And it's like, there is... There are so many other situations of people who have come through stuff like that where you feel like that you're bound and you have to stay and you do not have to. You can whatever means you need to find a way out, find a way out because you want better for you and your family. Woo. Uh, <laughs> Man. Um, so, yeah, so good thing we got through that. So how long were you, I guess you, you went home to Virginia with your parents. I guess you got the divorce. Yeah, I got the divorce, came back. I did come back to work. I don't know how much time had elapsed, but again, having a really understanding manager, um, God put her in place for that time period because literally a month after she got there, she moved on. See? So yeah, it was just, just for that reason. It was just yeah. for, that reason. for that reason. And she sat down and talked with me about her journey and we were able to kind of just share um, about our experiences. And so- that was just divine intervention there. But the amount of time that elapsed before coming into the next season of my life, I really don't remember totally. Mm-hmm. I just knew I am not getting married. <laughs> <laughs> I do not have time for this. This is if it takes this much work. This is, and, nope. and, and it was very I had to understand that it had a lot to do with the person. It didn't have a, anything to do with what marriage is about. Right. And what I had seen and what I knew for what marriage was. So there was some time that elapsed before I met Dimitri. We actually met before I was divorced. Um, and we met like <laughs> we met like it was like a business deal, <laughs> like okay. literally. So because we're very. I don't know. I don't, I call it being uber professional. Like we were, we were at a conference and at the conference we were working the volunteer booth and they were offering jobs and doing interviews and different things like that. Again, having had the experience I had never dating anybody that I work with ever again. Right. Um, (laughs) Right. And so Dimitri came and we were introduced by, um, his fraternity brother that happened to be, um, an ace as well. So uh, go figure there. But he was like, Hey, this is Kenyana. She works at the same site that I work at. We literally stood up simultaneously, shook hands and sat back down. Like, Oh my God. Nice to meet you. Okay. Very pleased to make your acquaintance. <laughs> and it was, it was the stiffest interaction in the world. But when you think about where my mindset was and yeah, probably you where was he like, was, was like, yeah. I don't care who I meet here. Like, yeah. this is my first three days by myself of single motherness. <laughs> like I just, I just want to take a nap. Like I'm Gosh. super tired. Um, and so ironically we had to work the door at the event 
And I tell you what, Demetri and I laughed so hard at that door over random stuff. Like, <laughs> yeah. I don't even know what we were talking about. But I was like, yo, this guy has got a really good sense of humor. But he was shorter than me. So I was like, nah. Mm. And I had on a three inch heels. And I was like, nah, I ain't never date anybody. It wasn't like thinking in that moment, I'm looking to date anybody. Oh, yeah. But, but just, it you know. was you see somebody attractive, you have conversation with them, you think nothing of it and you want to be able to move on. But there was just something different about our interaction. Yeah. And then <laughs> he will tell you this. I forgot this part of the story. Somehow in the middle of our discussion within the first 24 hours that we had met, I told this man I was going through divorce. What mouth think, regurgitation I was that? I think that might have been just your defense mechanism. Yeah, that was your defense thing to just let, but don't even try. Yeah. I'm going through divorce. Yeah. I don't want nobody. Right. <laughs> and he wasn't giving off like, hey, you I'm just, trying to holler at you vibes, but I had but this But you know whole, some people like, before you even get the vibe, I'm just going to let you know. No. <laughs> There's going to be nothing here. You're not going to get anything yeah. from this. Um, and so we, after the event, so wait a minute, fast forward a little bit more. Ushe walks into the building. So Ushe and I knew each other for like 10 years. And we, who's this Ushe person? Ushe is uh, Dimitri's line brother. He's okay. actually the number 10 on their line. Y'all Shout out to the brass. Um, <laughs> and so we had a mutual knowing because I, you know, crossed that Virginia State, and we knew each other. And you crossed that way? At uh, Delta Sigma Theta Sorority Incorporated. The most amazing ever. Um, <laughs> and so Ushe runs up and he's like, Kenyana. And so we run up and hug each other. And Dimitri is like, like, how do you know him? But he had the biggest smile on his face. He was like, oh, so if she know my peoples, then she, she must be good. She good peoples, right? Because yeah, they will judge you quickly. Really quickly. So, I love him though. <laughs> so we were just like talking and having a good time. And then there were some other sores from A&T that walked up. Um, and so we just started talking. And he was like, oh, she's the people. Yeah. Like she's family. And that's the way that he sees it is like, oh, if you good with my mans and you good, yeah. you know, period or whatever. And so that kind of took some of our professional shake your hand. Now we just like, did a business just, deal. Yeah. We can be a little bit more comfortable around each other. And so that night, my line sisters actually came to come see me because I hadn't seen them in um, probably a year or so, having moved around so much. And so we just came and sat down and talked and had a good time. And then we departed. So let's just say a few weeks after the conference, Dimitri texts me. Now I knew two Dimitris at the time. Oh Lord. <laughs> the other Who Dimitri actually, actually was in Nesby as well. Um, National for Society me, of I Black Engineers. Who don't, know <laughs> who don't know what that is. Yes. Um, and so that's how I knew Ushe. That's how I knew most of everybody that had been in that room. And so he, when I got back home, he was like, Hey, this is Dimitri. And I was, I, responded to him as if he was the Dimitri that oh, the I knew one. Yeah. from back in the day. And I was like, why are you hitting me up like this? And I was like, yo, what's up? What's going on? And so he said something. I said, I said, oh, I, I typed the other Dimitri. I typed his first and last name. So Dimitri, my husband yeah. now responds back and says chicks these days. And so We're going downhill. He, when I say he tanked hard. Yeah. I said, like, we going downhill. So <laughs> real fast. <laughs> when I tell you the long story short, we didn't talk for a year. That, <laughs> that sounds accurate. <laughs> and he, he will tell you to this day. He that was like, funny, you Jesus. literally stopped texting me because I said chicks these days. I said, first of all, that's derogatory. You don't know me. Like, like I was, 
didn't block him at all. Um, she ghosted the shit out of him. Didn't type back or anything. But it was again just on the connectivity of the friendship. Y'all know, like people who know Dimitri know that he like very much has like is about making sure everybody's taken care of. So him, he was just calling himself checking on me. And me, I took it like anything offended me at that point. Like yeah. nobody had a chance. Yeah. Um, so we fast forward until a year later, we happened to be working. Oh, take that back. He asked me to sit on the panel for Omega for Life. Okay. Which is what? Um, so it is an, um, opportunity for young men who happen to be Omegas that are in undergrad to get exposure to having industry experience. And what they do is they create, they have panels of professionals, people in HR, people in operations, engineering, and they bring all these people together. And so I was on the millennials panel, although I feel like I'm the oldest millennial in the world. Uh, but he thought, hey, you would be really good. We don't have a soror on the panel. Can you come represent? I told him that I knew I was not his first choice. I was probably like the third or fourth after our first interaction. But he was like, no, you carried yourself really well. You were always very poised, very much like a lady. And he was like, I think you would have something to offer to this conversation. So needless to say, I do the panel. Um, after the panel, everybody goes out to just have some appetizers at the end of the day. And we were sitting at the bar and... I've gone through a plethora of hairstyles. Um, (laughs) And at that time I had this sew in that was like past my shoulders Uh after cutting all my hair off. But that's another story. Mm -mm. So he would know that's what women do. We cut it off. off. Just cut it all Mm -hmm. off. And that's what I did during my transition. I cut it all off. And so he said, your hair looks really good short as well. It actually compliments you very well. So I'm looking at him like, so you don't like my hair? Where did that come from? <laughs> You're giving compliments. And he was like, I'm just saying with your face, you can wear any style. But I think short styles look even better. So mm-hmm. I was like, is he trying to run? What is this right yeah, now? It's game. It's and, absolutely and, game. So he Shout played, out to he, the game. He really tried to play it like it wasn't game. But I was like, yo, it's definitely game. I think that's what that was. <laughs> well, the subconscious is game. Listen, so coming back from the conference, this time he hit me up and I said, do you always, he was texting me. So he was a texter, not me. That's me. You, I don't, I'm you, a texter. You, I don't want to talk to you on the phone. But you're not going to text me to death. That's what I told him. So um, <laughs> I said, do you always, so we just kept texting back and forth. And at this point, again, this okay, is a year after seeing each other. Now. I say, hey, do you always try to get to know people you're interested in through text message? Uh-uh. And he Lord. said he had never had a woman address him like that or ask him something that forward and literally he picked up the phone and we talked until 3 a.m that day so oh yeah precious <laughs> is it <laughs> we did the same thing multiple times <laughs> yeah. never so when did you start to like him oh so when we started really like taking a mutual liking to one another he'll tell you that and this is where our stories start to differ <laughs> Okay, <laughs> <laughs> that he was just trying to be friends. That was him just trying to be friendly. But I was like, you don't talk to somebody that you're trying to be friends with for multiple days in a row till 3 a.m. No. So tell yourself another story. Okay? Right. Um, hey, D.Y. Why you tell yourself? <laughs> you're a dummy. <laughs> continue, Kenya. So we um, we continue to have like really good conversation. We talked about 
Everything. Stocks, bonds, return on interest. Like I was like, this is depth of conversation. We talked about traveling the world. I had lived overseas growing up. He was born there. So it was just like there was a lot of commonality to be able to be discussed. But what really brought it home with me is that I said, I'm not dating another person that can't identify with Jesus. Like I don't have time for it. Mm -hmm. And so for Dimitri, he was coming into a journey where he told me that he had just had a, a discussion with a girlfriend of his that said, what if your blessing is on the other side of your obedience? Girl, uh, shut up. Well, you better preach ahead of that. <laughs> and so for me, it, like celibacy at that time was just not a question for me. I was just oh, like, yeah. I, just, I'm not I, I am thinking a about. single mother. Like <laughs> I don't have time. And right. on top of that, like there was a startup church that I had joined. So I started the teen ministry there. Like I didn't have time for yeah. anything else out there in the world. Um, and so not that you don't go into the world so far. Don't take it out of context. It was just, I was consumed with building things. That's where I was in my life. I want to build. Um, and at the point where I'm looking at somebody who doesn't have what people would say, the persona of, Hey, Hey, I've been looking at this scripture today. What do you think? And that's where right. he called okay. me. Mm -hmm. So the first thing that he called me with is that, um, I told him we had the conversation about sex and he was like, Oh yeah, I'm not having sex either like the next relationship I'm in I'm not having sex and I was like why is that and he said I have the tendency to get lost in that versus oh, okay. getting to know That's the person so I judgment. was like oh, <laughs> yes <laughs> alright so this is not going to be a fight I'm good with that and then um, we went on a business trip once and I told him I was like I'm not trying to stay in the same room with you and I think I walked in and he had like his bible and it wasn't fake it was like he had made notes from scripture mm -hmm. i was like well check look, look at it. <laughs> he didn't even do this for show because it was like sitting off to the side of yeah, under it wasn't something like it wasn't just like open. oh let me instagram shot like it wasn't none of that so, um and then he said can i take you on a date um this is where i get blurry on when the first date was but mm -hmm. i do remember that he was intentional about meeting my sister in Dallas. And so I was going to Dallas to go see her. And he said, can I take y'all both out to brunch? And I was like, oh, you want to take both of us out? Because he knew how close, fa like my yeah. family, it's a lot of us, but in my immediate family, it's my sister and I. And he was like, I know how much she means to you. So let me take y'all out. That way I can get to know her. So I was like, Hey, look, I just want to say shout out to you. I called you a dummy earlier. I love it. Game recognizes game. No, but I had a question. So going back to that, so now like you like him. So was there a point where you were like, okay, oh my God, I like him. I don't, I don't want to do this right now. Mm. Or were you just like, okay, God, okay, what's happening? I don't want to do this. I said nine wow. years, 10 years. I don't, I don't want to do this. Yeah. There was a fight within me that I did not want to put on him. So, um, I told him, I said, this is the conversation that we had. I said, I do not know if or when I want to get married mm -hmm. again, mm -hmm. I need to understand what your intentions are. And so we had the intention conversation early. Okay. And so for him, he said, I do want a family someday. I want five kids, white picket fence. Like he didn't say all that, but he was basically saying, I want, I want to be able to build and I want to be able to grow. So I'm not looking to date to just date. So then I had to go back in my prayer closet, literally. <laughs> 
And I was like, okay, listen, Close this man Jesus. reads the scriptures. He's honest. He's transparent. He's got a good heart. He won't take me and my sister on a date. He's funny. What am I doing? And he's, he's funny. Yeah. Like, like, and he hadn't met the girls because that was an, I was like, eh, yeah, good mom. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know about all of this. So I wanted to see what he had up front before I even declared it anything. Right. Um, and so at the point where it made the difference for me is when I said, okay, after the date with my sister, mm-hmm. that's when I was like, okay, this is real. And I was afraid as well because I didn't want to deal with being controlled or trying to be, you know, I didn't want any recurrences from the past gotcha. to be able to come yeah. into the present. Mm-hmm. So am I healed? You're right. That was another right. thing is that, are you ready for this? Like, aren't you supposed to wait 20 years after a divorce before you get married? Like literally the years kept going up. Like I literally thought that there was like, okay, so come from 10, 20 to half a century. Lord, aren't you supposed to die first and then come back? And <laughs> Listen, you, you be knowing, you be knowing. And so like, I thought there was just some statute of limitations. Like I was like, and I don't want to be judged. I don't want, you know, I'm fine with being as what the society will call it a single mother. Yeah. But I just don't know about going back into marriage without having being in a healthy space. Gotcha. So counseling for me, I was already doing that. But I was just like, there's something I can't get away from from here. So I had prayed this really. I call them sometimes these angry prayers. Don't act like y'all don't have them. <laughs> no, I have angry talks with you. Listen, and you just be like, lit, lit, don't listen. do this to me. Listen now, because I know you got that to you, but I know you're looking at me crazy, I know, but listen. <laughs> I know you know me. You know your child. So we are sitting here having this conversation. And I said, it has to be a plain sign. Like I told y'all once before. Yes. Like, yeah. yes. <laughs> Early I don't signs. need no gray area. I don't need any gray area. <laughs> Black and white. And what showed it to be true is the day, bef- the morning before our date, we read and dissected Song of Songs together. And I was like, oh my God. It's like, so are you busy on Tuesday to go to the court? Listen, right. you, because are you ready right now? And for me, I was like, okay, what is this? What is this? What is this? What is, I got off the, I got off the phone. I told my sister, I was like, she was like, who are you talking to? Right. And I was like, you, that's what we get ready to go on a date with. That's to me. She was like, y'all are t- up talking about scriptures and going to go work out. She was like, girl, like what? Jesus was like, this is your sign. What are you talking about? Like, do you, need, yes. I need, I told him I needed Jesus it to be plain. To tell you. And it was very, very much plain. So to be standing there and we're talking about such an intimate scripture and talking about getting to know each other first before you go in and get to know any other part of the person, because for us, our journey was it was going to cloud our judgment. Right. Like we would I was not going to see Dimitri and he was not going to see Kenyana as a result of it. And so that was what clicked for me is that it was a literal thing that happened. And I was like, okay, now we can move forward in dating. Cause are like we for real, for are real. We real? Like, yeah. do we go together? Check yes or no. Cause there's no, and this is how, you know, we, also and don't we say time. go together, go together. I don't want you to change your face, but I need to know we go together. Like none of that. And yeah. that was another thing. So the beauty about the situation is also uh, an accountability partner of his said, it's good for y'all to get to know each other first before you introduce the world into yeah. where you are yeah. and you're getting to know because that, that will also cloud so and damage and then you want to worry about a Facebook post yeah. and an Instagram and all this yeah. other stuff so for the year that we dated before getting engaged there was no like nobody Sharing of anything yeah. right except for the folks that saw us in person yeah. like y'all <laughs> so um, <laughs> but there was really like there was no open openly sharing where we were what we were doing 
Um, and so it came out of the blue. And I never forget some of the messages that I got when we got engaged. It was like, Kenyana, I didn't even know you were dating anybody. I was like, I don't think you were supposed to. I was right? like, did you, did you have um, I didn't. I, and, but I loved how we were able to evolve in kind of like a, a vacuum where not that we were hermits and didn't go out, right. but it gave him the chance to meet the girls on his own terms. It wasn't taking pictures and posing and then posting yeah. them and none of that. It was like a lot of experiences. And I don't know if this is a mean or meme or something, but it's like some of your greatest experiences can happen off camera. Amen. And so we built experiences together with one another. There were family reunions. They There were awkward moments. <laughs> um, I think the most challenging one was meeting his grandmother for the first time. But being able to grow together behind the scenes and then kind of also nurturing that through the word and praying together, like mm -hmm. grabbing, like he was like, Hey, you want to pray? I was like, <gasps> Jesus, he's amazing. Hold me, Jesus. What Hold do you me, mean? God. Where did you get him from? How did we get here? Um, and so I think at the point where he met the girls, it was very funny because it's very much to their personalities today. Raya walked in the room and I still have this picture in my phone. Raya was on top of the man neck. Okay. All right. By the time, cause she's just, she has a rough love. Yes. Um, <laughs> and Kendall actually stood off in the distance and observed him. Yeah. Um, and he kind of opened his arms to her and after, before the evening was over, they were playing, um, and different things like that. But I was like, wow, he has a love for children. And the first thing that made me notice it, as I think the first thing I saw on social media was him and a picture of Kendall. Um, y'all's Kendall. Oh, okay. Um, and he was just like, you know, he was talking about her climbing all over him and how much fun they were having together. But I was like, he does have, because it makes a difference, especially with someone that doesn't have children, but has a heart for kids, has a love oh, yeah. for building yeah. relationships with them. And so seeing him with other people's children, I think, you know, uh, right after Matisse was born, mm -hmm. he came down. Yeah, he did. Um, and so for him, he always liked to be there, one, to be able to support people. But then two, there was just a natural, like, just connection that I saw. And I was like, okay, this is a nurturing environment that the girls can grow up in. And I think that was also a lesson as well for me is that if you're going to date someone, it, it's probably best. This was for me. So I'm not telling everybody what to do, but get to know that person first before you bring them into the yep. children, meeting them mm -hmm. that way. If I need to boot you, I haven't impacted a bunch them, of people right. coming in and out of their experience because you shouldn't put the responsibility of adult experiences on okay. children. Hello. Um, and so that was really big for me during that time period. And I think for us, it made it more, um, natural and holistic like for us to be able to very come together organic. in that it was yeah. very organic i just want to be able to take some of the credit you and i so when i knew the sign that this was going to be more than what it was is when she dm'd me in ig oh. and asked if she could surprise dy at our baby shower for yeah. matisse do you, you know thank you for bringing that up so <laughs> he said that's the day he knew he wanted to marry me yes and oh. he told me that he said duh i said so what's up he said yeah that was it for me he was like that was the <laughs> final sign for him to know that the next step was proposal. I said, wow. hello, look at and God. I was all for it. Wow. I was like, yeah, you absolutely can come to the baby but shower. But listen, <laughs> I was so tired <laughs> in my fatigue of my body and single momness. I almost didn't come. Oh, my and gosh. It literally was like there was something inside of me like, go, you, girl, it go. Worked, no, everything worked together as well. Uh -huh. Like, um, so my God brother's mom, who we grew up with overseas, she was like, bring me those babies. And I was like, OK, I'll bring them to you. But I was like, man, the nap, the I, nap I can get while they are not with me. 
I would love to just go to sleep instead of going to this baby shower. This would be. Because I got to get in the car and drive, Jesus. And you mean I got to drive down the road and then I got to come back down the road? Like, what do you mean? And so, but I was feeling myself as well because I had just got that fresh cut. Like, I was like. (laughs) Which was cute. Yeah, I I was feeling real cute. And I I had done some stalking some kind of way. And so that's when I found your information, Tulan, on on Instagram. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, let me just let him know I'm coming. Because that way, once I commit to something to someone out loud that way that's I know me. I have to get yeah. in the car mm-hmm. and that's actually why I was late because I was like man this would be the best <laughs> ever um, but to see like so when I walked in he still didn't see me because I think we were playing did. a baby game yeah. Yeah, and so was. I saw you and you know I do have a sharp disposition despite what people think so I kind of stood off and you were like uh-uh, you like come on over come on over and then when Tulan put his arm around my shoulder and we walked around to the table and he was still hovering over the table everybody <laughs> else I think saw me but when he looked up like the sheer like joy and shock on his face and he said he was looking for a sign so ironically after that (laughs) he was like God you it's got to be a very literal sign for me because I don't know if I should marry so this is another thing not that they were non-negotiables but both of us were doing things that we both said we would never do I said I don't have time for a short man because I hear they have Napoleon complexes and I don't have time for that like I need you to be confident in your stature Mm -hmm. Um, and he said I was never going to date a woman that had been divorced or had children and so that was like for for people it may be like oh stature you can get over that but for me it was just kind of like it was it was a little bit of vanity but I didn't know like what that was going to look like right and then for him he didn't know what walking into marriage with someone who had children was going to look like how are they going to connect with me all of these other things and so to have been in those situations where we both had made hard stances on things that we said that we were not going to do and I could clarify more why they're not non-negotiable but non-negotiables because it real non-negotiables like you're just not going to bend at all and so we were able to see each other in those situations where I call them checklist moments like my checklist moment was you had to be this way his checklist moment was "Eh, I don't know what it would be like dating a woman with children so I'm just not going to venture into that I said those same things I'm not going to date a man with um, children that's what I got Mm-hmm. Both of you and him lost, mm-hmm. and one at the same time, <laughs> and one, ding ding ding, yeah. So to see him at that party, and we sat in the parking lot. The crazy part about it is that it was just such an organic love and pureness that after the baby shower was over with, we sat in the parking lot and talked for hours. Like we could have, I don't know where we was gonna go, Jesus, but yeah. <laughs> we literally just sat there, and he was just like, I. I got my sign and I didn't know what he meant by having a sign. Like we had talked about marriage, didn't know like when that was going to happen. I knew that I said, if I dated again, I wasn't going to date forever. And also if I'm dating and I'm going to be celibate, Jesus, we don't need that to be forever either. Um, But I wanted it to be where we both had an intention and we were going to know that we were going to be on the same page running forward for it. So, so yeah. So um, just for people listening, because I think, I wanted to kind of like stay on, not stay on this point, but just hit on this point because, I mean, I've been here. I know friends who've been here who've made that stance of I'm going to be celibate mm-hmm. until I get married. Mm-hmm. And then you get that person. You're like, Lord, I don't want them to leave Jesus. <laughs> and we keep going on these dates and it and it seems perfect. Mm-hmm. And then you do it. And then you're just like, oh, I shouldn't have did that. <laughs> I shouldn't have did that. But you did not have that. No, man. You went all the way to the altar. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. For, and y'all did it for how long? 
It was a year, year a little over a year. Yeah, it's like eighteen months, man. Yeah, yeah. Everybody, see, I'm not the dates person. He is. He I, I, work, you the tea. I work in time <laughs> ranges. As long as we within a time range, I'm good. <laughs> So how was that? Like at any point, did you want to break? (laughs) Of course. That is why we have these. I wish we talked about more sex more inside the congregation. Cause it, yes, yes. There, the desire was there, but I had to understand what my limitations were. And so did he, like, there was a lot of time where like, mm, like I remember we were going to like watch a movie oh, and Lord. he wanted to massage and mm-hmm. I had to wait a minute. Mm-hmm. Wait. That ain't going to work. That tingly. Yeah, wait. That ain't no. going to work. Time to go to bed. Hot. Turn the light off. Everybody, mm-hmm. everybody go. Everybody run. <laughs> and I said that. I said, if it meant, and I, I remember having the conversation with him. I said, if it means that I would have guilt in having sex with you later on, I would rather run out of the room mm-hmm. than have that experience. Yeah. And so that's, that's what it was for me. And for him, he was like, I think I'm also going to lose sight of certain things, but it wasn't that the desire wasn't there. Like at one point, I think he was like, yeah, it was, it was kind of rough. It was kind of, <laughs> he didn't talk a lot about it to me, but I know for him, he was like, mm, yeah. like yeah. it was today's, yet today's holding on. The struggle is real. Yet real. holding on. <laughs> and so it was where it was like, okay, I made a commitment and I thought of the words that he shared with me, like what's on the other side of this obedience. Um, and not to fast forward too far into what's on the other side. But for us, I think it really made us be more intentional about having the conversations when it got rough and it got difficult. And not that we had tough things that we were going through, but it just forced us to talk rather than mask our emotions in emotion. Right. <laughs> and so there were a lot of times where it would just be like, yeah, no, I'm not going to come over there for this evening mm-hmm. or if you are over here, I'm be on the couch or, you know, if you are, you know, let's watch a really funny movie. Nothing yeah, where anybody sexual. ever kisses in it. Um, so it was, it was, there, there were a lot of moments and you know that kissing real hard. Like you just had, okay, five, four, three, two, one, stop. Like there was just like, <laughs> nah, nah, I can't keep going doing this because I have a natural attraction to you and you like, there is there is just so much about you that draws me to you. So we just had to create those boundaries. And it it was a long year of getting ready to get married. Like it was like, all right, like we need to hurry up out there. <laughs> Can we just go to the courthouse? Can we just go? Right. It's been two years. And and we were celibate before meeting each other. So there was the lead up. Oh, oh yeah. Oh and yeah. Then then the, the, then the, the dating, then the engagement, and then the marriage day. And yeah. then you be so tired on the wedding. You do, day, you do. You. People don't take that. I mean, I would listen, y'all. You don't be so tired. Do not think about explosions on wedding night. Because hmm? think about a pop. Okay, just Okay, like just we didn't even we didn't even do it. Yeah, we didn't even know. Well, when I, I was dead, I was about to say, <laughs> I was about to say you, but when you I tell you, but when I tell you that sleep though, <laughs> the resurrection on the other now side. the resurrection on the other side. Oh my gosh! The next day I was like, okay, I'm refreshed. Yeah. <laughs> so I think for anybody that is saying, how do I be celibate? And I've been through a journey before. Like you just have to set a boundary. And know your boundaries and don't compromise on them because as soon as you do, you going down the rabbit hole. Like you're going down a rabbit hole, you're mm-hmm. setting yourself up. So. Yeah. So I have a question. Mm-hmm. What uncomfortable moment are you grateful for? <laughs> That's a hell of a question. Wait a minute. Man, let me put my shit on. <laughs> Can I answer it too? Sure. sure. Oh my gosh. <laughs> oh, Come on, give me some power, guys. Okay. <laughs> 
she is deep with it. I needed to write some notes for this one. <laughs> and so just with us being together. Yeah. Okay. Because this is your second time around. I mean, things are going wonderful, but now it's just like, you know, I don't want to say it's it's regular marriage now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, you know, so it's just like it's the trenches. Yeah. It's the trenches. Yeah. Listen. Yeah, like this trenches. time I didn't go through the trenches before. This is real like Y'all were trying to get in the trenches and he was just like, "No, I'm having too much fun with this new world you just showed me." Like right. this is like you carrying the bags today, I'm carrying them tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And then we're going to carry them together yeah. to get up out of this hole. Buddy, and buddy. and this so like if you going through it, I'm going through it. So yeah. I think the mm, we've got a lot of uncomfortable moments to unpack here, people. And um, they have been married just as long as we have. Yes. And, and it feels like 146 four years <laughs> that we have been together. I don't think y'all understand. Like I told people, they like there's this seven year thing and 10 year thing. And I don't prescribe. I think I've already passed that. So I'm on I year think, 10 already. I think <laughs> I feel like I'm at 23. <laughs> So I shouldn't have to go through that once year 23 comes at all. I just, that's all I'm saying. Like year two has been enough. Okay. Y'all don't, y'all don't hear me. Um, I think one of the first uncomfortable moments was being able to talk about vision and purpose. Mm. Why was that uncomfortable? Ooh, because it's where, and why were you grateful for that? <laughs> Go ahead. I'm sorry. Where did, Go you, ahead. where did you find the beauty in that situation? <laughs> right. um, because you come in with a preconceived notion around this is how we are going to drive forward. Girl, you better shut your dirty mouth. <laughs> and it is where you have written the script and mm-hmm. prescribed to, yes, mm-hmm. this is what vision look. I'd never forget. Even one of my posts said, I'm staring at a visionary for the rest of my life. Girl, if you don't go sit down somewhere. Um, <laughs> when you go look at your old post, you be like, you're stupid girl. If you don't. Yeah. Looking at Dimitri, the visionary for the rest of my life. My life. Maya Angelou moment. <laughs> you gonna learn what visionary is girl. real quick. And so that means, okay, what does purpose look like now that it is four of you? Mm. And so to sit at the kitchen table and my God, if y'all knew what happens at the kitchen table, there are so many there's so much that gets unpacked there. It's just the place to learn and grow. Um, and sometimes want to flip the table over, yes, but God, yes. um, there, we talked about, Hey, this is what I thought. So this is the ideal that I pictured. Mm-hmm. Now that you have painted a pretty picture, mm-hmm. now you got to walk in it and live in it. Yep. So what are you going to do differently now that you are walking through it and you can't prescribe what the end is going to be? And and, it, and it's kind of like medicine. Like, yeah, I'm going to prescribe this to you to help you get better. But you don't know what the side effects are going to be. Amen. You don't know what the result is going to be once you digest it. So Demetri and I had digested one another. Mm-hmm. And so now that you got, you are now really being one. Kenyana's inside of her, him, he's inside of her. And now y'all are coming in together. And the, all of this, this force that's trying to come into, we're going to walk down this path. It's like, well, what if I want to reject this? What if I don't want to digest this? What if I, you know, what if I want to stay on the path that is most comfortable for me? Because this is what I thought was purpose and vision. And this is what you think it is. And it's like, and I think you guys mentioned it. It sounds cute separate, yeah. but we are worse separate and we are better together. So why not mesh all of the chemicals together mm-hmm. and keep walking down this path and keep, and I, I, I mentioned it once before, we got to mix these ingredients because there's a whole lot of you and a whole lot of me. That's a whole lot of different, but we were brought together for a reason. Right. And so what are we going to do with this reason? We, we both had, because we are 
alpha personalities, Mm -hmm. very type A. You just don't see it because I want to compliment you wherever you are. So I'm not going to show out on you where we're in public or anything like that. But when we get behind closed doors, we're going to do the work. Yeah. And so um, there were moments where he wanted a cookie. No. And he was mixing together a cookie. Mm Mm-mm. When I'm talking about blending ingredients, mm-hmm. y'all, so stay with me. Yeah, I'm and I was mixing together a cake. Mm-hmm. And he was like, no, I want to make a cookie tonight. Because I always said that the end result was going to be a delicious cookie with sprinkles. Mm-hmm. And I said, no, I want a bunt cake with some frosting. Mm-hmm. And that's what we're going to do. And it's not until that you understand that you don't have to work separately. It's just what are you going to work on together? And you both know that you are mixing something. You're in the trenches together. You're pulling bowls out. You are pulling backpacks out and you're working towards a vision together. And so it was uncomfortable for me because I knew what I wanted for my life with my children as a single mom, as Kenyana. Mm. He knew what he wanted as Dimitri, the bachelor, because I know in the end, this is what it looks like, whether it be this type of job, this type of retirement, this type of this, whatever that looks like. And so now you have to bring all of that together and you got to talk about it. So mm. they're talking about it. She ain't here dropping these jams. Did you want to put in your two cents? On what? You said you wanted to answer. I, I don't want to answer. <laughs> you change your mind. <laughs> no, nah, go ahead. Ask me the question. Okay. Uh, what uncomfortable moment are you grateful for? Mm. Uncomfortable moment with my wife that I am grateful for. Mm-hmm. I know it's probably a lot. It's a lot. <laughs> my favorite one. You're like, that was a pill, but I'm glad I went through it. Being completely vulnerable. Oh, yeah, I can say that, yeah. That's good stuff. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that is by far the hardest thing a man could ever do anyway. Pulling that muffin any person. Back. Right? I was like, you but, hate uh, me. <laughs> that changed me. I mean, that changed the game for your boy. Mm-hmm. Uh, all the clouds have cleared. The sky is <laughs> bright and blue. My judgment is based off of what we want. Mm. It's no longer what I want. That's good stuff. And we are prospering because of that. <laughs> that is good. And it's the long game, right? You know, everything's not going to happen immediately, but I know that the investment that we're doing with the businesses, with this podcast, with these kids mm-hmm. yeah, will be beautiful in the end. Right. So yeah, that's probably my most uncomfortable moment because it made me, I think it completed me. Right. Mm. You know, that was a piece that I've been compartmentalizing <laughs> my entire life. Like, no, I'm not going to tell you. We're going to keep this one in the back. You don't ever need to know how I really feel. Mm. Right. You just need to know how I feel. What, well, I'm going to show you or what I'll I want you, you to see. Yeah. How I feel, right. right. Mm-hmm. But now I'm like, here's everything. Because <laughs> I'm like, no, there's something in the back. What's that? <laughs> right. <laughs> Wait a minute. Focus right here. Yeah, no, now I see something no, behind no, no, you. No. I want to see. What's that? If you haven't noticed, this is like, epi- <laughs> I don't know how many episodes we've done. My wife is annoying as shit, <laughs> but in a good way, because it's like annoying in a challenging way. Like, hey, yeah, that's a, that's why it's just like, what? For, for one day, could you just let me just be? She never lets me live <laughs> ever, <laughs> ever. I have a migraine. OK, well, lay down. And when you get back up, I need you to do this. That's right. 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 It's, no it's getting to know the individual. Right. <laughs> so like that whole journey of like falling in love with and uh my pastor said something recently, like don't fall in love with the image and not get to know the individual. And it's that what you saw in the back, that shiny object, mm-hmm. that is a part of Toulon is back there. Yeah. And, and we got to bring it. that one forward. I want I it. Want I want it. it. And that's literally what we're doing on this journey is mm-hmm. it's like, okay, I see. So there is a great part. Let me, let, let me, me go dig back there for back you there. <laughs> because we wouldn't have dug on our own. Like we no, would have just no. been like, no, 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 no. Let me keep that one in the recesses because I don't have, I don't want to work on that right now. Right. And so it's choosing every day to show up 
to work on yourself to blend and get with somebody else and connect in a different way. And you will get the best out of yourself with somebody that wants that for you. Thanks, babe. Hey. You're welcome. But you don't have to tell me thank you now because my work is not done. <laughs> I know it's not. She's still digging. I, still I am. Got- I am. I mean, it's like when you when you find that first dinosaur like fossil and I'm just <laughs> like, oh my god. <laughs> It's a tyrannosaurus. It's a tyrannosaurus. Yeah, it's a lot of potential within me, and she is. I'm getting it. I'm getting every bit of it. (laughs) And And he's just like, "Would you? Can you just be happy with what you have right now?" No, no. You already know I got ADD, and it's just. (laughs) Oh, we about to work on that too. Yes, it is. It really is because at first I'd be like, "Why he keeps saying that? That is not nothing to say." And then I'd be like, "You know what? We about to get his spine tested." Yeah, because it's real. Because it is real. And she just keeps giving me more shit. Oh like, I'm going to expose you to this because I know this will what it'll bring out of it. But it brings out more shit for me to do mm-hmm. or for us to do, which is cool. But I don't know how to manage my damn time. So it's like, oh, my God, I got to do this. got to do this. got to do this. But I'm going to just sit here because it's easier. And look <laughs> and at do that. nothing. Right. Give you somebody to compliment you <clears throat> right. in that way. And beat him. Oh my yes. god! I gotta learn about the beatings. We gotta talk more, girl. I get you. I'll get you right now. And he gonna be mad, but I'm gonna get you right. <laughs> I'm gonna get you right because he gonna be like, I'm. I'm gonna go stay in the shelter. <laughs> I just rather take my chances there. But before we get out of here, I want to ask, what advice would you give to a single person coming to you wanting to be married so bad? Mm. What would you tell them, honestly? Like, say he's one of your coworkers, guy or a female, and they're just like, you know, I really want what you have. Mm. <laughs> like, you don't know. <laughs> you don't know what this is. You don't know what this is that you're talking about. Mm. Like, what would you tell them, like, really to prepare themselves for this? Because right. this is wonderful, mm-hmm. but I think there needs to be some preparedness right. into this because right. because we don't talk about it. People don't really know what they're jumping into. They just be like, oh, people keep saying this work is work. It really is work. But what advice would you really, what advice would you tell someone that you wish was told to you? So you mentioned someone that really, really wanted to be married Mm -hmm. that is single. Mm -hmm. That's the first kind of pitfall, right? Because it's okay to have goals. Um, We all talk about this hashtag relationship goals. Mm -hmm. Jesus, I wish we could do a whole show on that. But Um, I would say don't covet or idolize any one experience. It'll put you in a position where that is the only thing that you're focused on and you lose focus on who you are. And so that is the second point is get to know yourself in the nitty gritty, uh, ugly way. I tell my teams at work all the time, I say, be vocally self-critical because a lot of times we have the feeling that we are the best version of ourselves right now. Girl, and that we don't need to make any more improvements. <laughs> and so I think we have to be in a position where, you know, what could I have done differently today? What do I need to change about what I'm like? Ask yourself the tough questions that people are probably praising you about. And that was another thing. Don't like, there's a lot of stuff that folks will say, oh, you're amazing. You're a great person. You'd be an awesome catch. Anybody be amazing to be married to you. But what's your nitty gritty ugly that you know know that somebody would have to deal with that wouldn't be awesome in that experience and how can you work on that so that you are better and I think Toulon just said it how can I get that last little bit of wholeness because mm-hmm. we all got this void yeah. we got this void that's inside of us and we want to fill it with everything except for the you know what God has designed for us and so we want to fill you know um uh, bad relationships and you know um, broken experiences and, yeah. and we want to put everything and stuff everything down inside of there and we want to say well I'm whole because I've been through a lot well no nah, not really just because you've been through a lot doesn't mean that you are allowing yourself to be able to kind of um, what do you call that uh, 
change oh, where you manifest. Yeah, yeah, manifest in a different way. Like it's the, and I know we've heard it a million times before, but it's the um, caterpillar cocoon oh, to, to, wa- yes. to water. Uh, I'm about to say watermelon experience. Jesus. <laughs> You're so black. <laughs> To the butterfly experience, (laughs) right? Like there is a transformation that's always going to happen. Be open to being vulnerable with yourself about where you are in that transformation. Be whole within yourself and then look at what is it that I could see that would complement me and not complete me in the experience of meeting someone else. Because we love to say, this is my better half. No, let it find, be in a position where you are open to your better whole coming to you. And if you don't know what whole you looks like, then that's probably where the work should start. Looking at where, what is whole Kenyana? And that's where I started. It was okay. Is there anything in me that is, uh, Mm -hmm. it it needs a little bit of work. And you got to be open to that work and really digging into it and not coming out of it until you deal with the discomfort in you that is like, because some of us retreat. When that work happens, it's like, right. oh, I'm on my last set. I got three more to go. I'm going to just put this weight down because it's too heavy. Right. Do the work that's going to tear that muscle open to make it something bigger. Muscle and failure. I think that's what we've got to do is be able to open ourselves up to be able to tear a little bit in the places that we've kept covered up that, you know, um, need a little bit of help. And so we can heal properly. So here's, heal. The, here's the thing. I don't have a collection plate. I don't have any, and, all I gotta, <laughs> and all I could find was the dime. <laughs> Cause you just gave a word oh about what it, what it means I, to I be. I need y'all that. to see this dime. Man, I'm just telling y'all that is crazy what she just said. Yeah, and it makes so much sense. And it follows up to everything we've been hearing. Everything. Yeah. And you know what? And we're gonna keep talking about this shit until y'all figure it out. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, I mean, it took for somebody to tell me who already was, you know, married. I like, like, you know, I didn't want to. Like, that was not my focus. Right. But, you know, even when I met you and I was like, no, Jesus, whatever. Mm-hmm. I still had friends telling me like, OK, so so what's this little list you got? And I'm like, OK, so I don't want this. And, I, and it was like, go ahead and burn it. so let's go ahead and scratch that off. Let's scratch. Oh, and I was like, oh, no, no, I need that. I and need scratch that. that off. They're like, girl, bye. No. <laughs> so it's like having friends where you're where your new friends. Uh, <laughs> and we're bringing people on who are actually going through and telling you like, no, like it's really getting you together. And I think. Someone you may not have been all the way together, babe. I'm but, still not. But no, you know no, what? No, no, but it's but the transformation in the short period of time is God. Because <laughs> no, it ain't you. It's not right. And it ain't me. Right. You right. better about me on that one. Yes. 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 It is not, I'm gonna tell you right now. If if there was nobody to tell me I wasn't doing it right, I'd still be the same person. Yeah. Yeah. same person because yeah. I was still getting this money and still mm-hmm. having right. a good time right. and my daughter was taken care of yeah. right. so you like boom I'm good I'm good, I'm good. and I'm then good. God was like nah you need, no. you need another chill pill bro <laughs> let me take you to this here's new a, level here's a girlfriend <laughs> and another baby <laughs> and you're not gonna like her <laughs> and what's that what do you, what do you, what do you say when something happens and you just done? praise Jesus oh, all right. praise Jesus Okay. So, do you have anything? No. Th- shout out to Pastor Yates. Yes. <laughs> like she a real, pa- like she a deacon, like in real life. Oh, minister, what God. are you? Deacon, yeah. minister, reverend. I'm a deacon, minister, minister reverend. <laughs> Pastor Jenkins Yates. Too long calls me deacon, so we'll we'll go with it. Okay. Deacon Yates. Yeah, she is deaconess. Yes. Yeah. Uh, this was awesome. Yeah. Thank y'all. I, mean, I got some gems for myself. What, I was what do I need to work on? Wholeness Thule. Wholeness. Wholeness. <laughs> you get there, though. You get uh, there. You own you it. Can, you own it. You own it. You are getting there. Dig out the 
was behind oh, no, you know. door you number two. You can't stop me. I already, yeah. I already got the, the already in there. it. I'm just... <laughs> yeah, so... Uh, you got a shovel and everything. Yeah. Did you see say, that over there? I want to say thank you. Oh, thank you This was awesome. I'm uh, humbled. I'm humbled. This is awesome. We... We going through the trenches together. Yes. And we yes. will continue. Carrying uh, each other. Yeah. Shout out to DY, even though he's not here one day. Love you, get love your ass you. On here. You coming. One he's day. in him. One he's day. coming. One day we're going to dig that out of the back door. <laughs> and then we really going to shut it down. Oh. Oh, my God. We might get about 17 words. Oh, yeah. It's going to be a lot because he's full of shit <laughs> to talk about. crying. Right. But, uh, yeah, thank you so much. Oh, thank y'all. Thank you to my husband for, you know, just being supportive. He yes. understands that. I do a lot of talking and he's like, hey, if that's your gift, go for it. Yeah, you know, you have one that may be an introvert, one be an extrovert. You may have two. He's a pretend introvert. (laughs) That's another episode for another day. Yes. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) But I'm definitely glad you were able to come. Um, I enjoy this. I already know it's going to be a word to someone. (laughs) Um, We're just going to keep on um, shoveling the same thing. Because like I said before, you just keep hearing it from multiple people. So it got to be true. Mm-hmm. Y'all are doing an amazing thing here. Thank you. Thanks, Deacon. <laughs> yes. Yes, there you go. I cannot. <laughs> so until next time. Peace. Don't forget to tell a friend. And? See you tomorrow. Boom. <laughs>